Today is a first for the Ignited Firefighter podcast. Today, I'm doing an Ask Me Anything episode. Over the past several weeks, I've asked you guys to submit questions that might be on your mind, and you guys didn't disappoint. I got all kinds of questions, some related to the show, some related to the fire service, and some not related to any of that. But regardless of their nature, I thought it'd be fun to take some of the questions that you guys submitted and answer them off the cuff today. And when I say ask me anything, I mean it, guys. It could be about anything. So if this AMA sparks any questions with you, please feel free to submit them via Facebook or Instagram, and I'll add them to the list for the next time I do this. You are a firefighter and an EMS professional. You are a part of a worldwide brotherhood of dedicated servants and you put your life on the line every day for others. Because of that, you deserve better. We are often our own worst enemies and it's time to own it. Let's work to improve and change the status quo. That change starts with us, right here, right now. In every situation we're faced with, as we see a need, we own it and we act. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Rodriguez and I'm the founder of Ignited and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. The Ignited Movement is a brotherhood of firefighters who challenge the status quo through a forum dedicated to self-improvement and accountability. In each of these episodes, we discuss a myriad of different things challenging the fire service today, from leadership and tactics to how to improve ourselves physically as well as mentally. We aim to civilize the mind but make savage the body. And even though the focus is on the fire service, topics and principles we discuss can be applied by professionals everywhere. That being said, let's light the spark. All right, let's get to it. So today I'm going to go through three to four questions that were submitted via social media. I anticipated taking about 20 minutes or so because I want to be succinct but I also want to make sure to answer the question that you're asking. One of my personal biggest pet peeves is when people answer a question that I didn't ask or they don't answer the question at all. So let's get started. Question one, what has been your greatest challenge in life and how did you overcome it? Ooh, big question right out of the gate. Uh, I think the greatest challenge and gauntlet of my life was trying to obtain a career in the fire service, honestly. So far, that's been the greatest challenge that I've ever had to overcome or accomplish. Um, when I was a senior in high school, I had the option to graduate a semester early, or I could take a half-day schedule all year, which is what I chose to do. I spent the other half of the day at a local trade school called the East Valley Institute of Technology in their fire science program. And I thought it sounded fun. I thought it sounded cool. It'd be a good use of my time to, uh, to learn something new and be active and, and learn a trade that I thought sounded really interesting. Um, I'd already had a part-time job at the time, but that usually didn't start until about 6 PM. I worked at a movie theater. Uh, so that didn't start till much later. Uh, anyway, once I got a taste for a career in the fire service, that was it. 
I was hooked. So from there, I wanted to go to school and learn all I could about it. I graduated high school. And then after that, I went to a local community college and got my associates in fire science. And then I transferred over to ASU, Arizona State University, and earned a bachelor's degree in fire service management. And I tested for fire departments since I was 18 and ultimately didn't get hired uh, full-time until I was 24. But that whole time I spent uh, refining myself, learning new things, and I didn't put a hold on my life until I got hired. I'd kept doing that in the background, but I still went to school. I still, you know, formed relationships. I'd gotten married, started a family and continued to work on my education and experience through volunteering with like any fire organization that would have me. Uh, I tested and I tested and had been rejected time after time. But each time I went through a process, I learned more about how the different processes work and more about myself. And it was probably the hardest thing to go through several different processes with organizations and get so close, but then not get the call saying that I got the job. It was devastating. Um, for those of you that are testing and those of you that are on the job, you know how long it can take to get hired. So you invest maybe even upwards six months to a year going through a process and then to find out that you didn't get the job and you have to kind of start all over with either the same organization or a different one, it can be pretty grueling. Uh, the gauntlet of trying to keep resilient while getting beaten down again and again was really hard on me. And I'd feel so great about a process and then bam, failure. But I kept at it and it's what I wanted more than anything. So I kept getting back up after getting knocked down again and again. And finally it happened. I got the call saying that I got the job and I remember exactly where I was and what I was doing when I got the call. Uh, it was one of those feelings. It was it's undescribable. To me, it was like the best feeling in the world. It was like winning the lottery, right? Um, and it was validation for all my time and effort that I'd put in over the years. And I still chase that feeling. I still chase that feeling of setting a goal, um, trying to achieve something that seems damn near impossible, but working towards it anyway, because I want that feeling of validation. Because what I want isn't just for selfish reasons. It's for reasons greater than myself. So I like to focus my goals on uh, that kind of motivation. But to this day, um, working toward and obtaining a, a career in the fire service has been my greatest, but also my most rewarding challenge that I've ever experienced in my life. Next question. How did Ignited come about? Well, once I'd been working as a firefighter paramedic for years, the honeymoon period started to kind of wear off. And honestly, I felt like I was about 10 years in before I started witnessing the complacency and like the bitter, burnt out attitudes of some of the people around me. Um, I say honeymoon period, but it was like 10 years in. So, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good. This was around 2015. And I did what I could to stay involved and try to help add to the pool of positivity of my organization. So I became a peer fitness trainer to help those who were feeling depressed due to lack of fitness. I wanted to help them get back on the truck or get them feeling like they felt in the academy. You know, as your fitness waxes and wanes, 
your, your motivation does as well. So if I can help, you know, clean up their eating and clean up their workouts and get them back to feeling good about themselves, then I was all about that. And then later I was asked to join the peer support team, which put me in a role to help those who were feeling the pressures of the job and their home life. And they were feeling like they had nowhere to go for help. So that was a really cool opportunity for me as well to be a good resource to, again, help build up my brothers and sisters, right? Help build them up and bring them back to the positive side of the job. Then in 2017, I read a statistic that firefighter and first responder suicides had surpassed line of duty deaths. And it devastated me. I, I had no idea that this was a thing, this, but this was a very real problem and it, it couldn't be ignored. But a lot of people were unsure of how to go about approaching it. Well, I couldn't just stand by and do nothing, right? You see a need, take action. So I wanted to create a forum or a community that could be a resource for people to use to find some solace. I wanted to dive into the things that were challenging us in the field and bring resources to those who were seeking it. So I acted, like I said, I brainstormed of ways I could be a resource to those around me. But not only that, how I could be a resource to those firefighters who might not be near me, but somewhere else across the country. And that's when I thought of the podcast. I'd listened to podcasts for years. Uh, podcasts on inspiring figures, how to build businesses, how to get out of debt, podcasts of untold stories, which, by the way, if you haven't heard Mike Rowe's podcast called The Way I Heard It, you're missing out. It's super amazing. Um, it's a lot like um, the rest of the story, right? And I don't know if you know what that is, but it, it it's really cool. It tells you like a little bit of a story um, that you might not have heard of, of public figures or events that have happened in history, but it gives you like a different perspective and, and in a new little insight. And Mike Rowe is, is friggin' amazing. He's got like one of the best voices out there. The guy does all kinds of voice work. So he does the podcast himself. I highly recommend you listen to it. So anyway, getting back on track, I listened to a lot of diverse podcasts that helped me frame my mind and boost my belief in myself and podcasts that showed me things behind the curtain that I'd never otherwise know about. So I thought, why don't I create a podcast? Why don't I do that? The only thing was I didn't have a clue how to do it. No idea whatsoever. Never done anything like that before. So I went into recon mode. I scoured the internet for equipment, editing software, hosting websites, all the stuff that goes along with it. And eventually I figured it out and was on my way. And a buddy of mine who has been hosting his own podcast for several years now, uh, Ryan Mickler, he hosts the Order of Man podcast. When he saw a need, he acted. And in doing so, he committed to recording an episode a week for a year. That was a commitment he made to himself. And I was really impressed with what he'd built and his level of commitment and dedication to his cause. I felt super committed to my plight and so I wanted to amp it up a notch. So I decided that I was going to write, record, and publish an episode every week, not for one year, but for two years. No exceptions. So now I'm on episode 73 and am about 39 episodes away, my math is correct, <laughs> from meeting that commitment. And to be honest, I don't see an end to it. 
I really enjoy what it is that I'm doing here. And I've been able to meet and help some incredible people along the way, which kind of segues into the next question. How has, let's see, how has doing this podcast changed your personal and professional life? Well, personally, the podcast has helped me to really get a better understanding of who I am and what I need to be doing to make sure that my personal life isn't bogged down by the things I may experience at work. Now, don't get me wrong. This is the greatest job in the world. You'll hear me say that all the time, and I truly believe that. But we do see some things that most people go their whole lives without seeing. And that being said, I've really been able to research and practice some different things to help create balance in my personal life. I don't drink or do recreational drugs or anything like that. So fortunately, I don't really have those things adding to the imbalance. Um, oftentimes, well, something that I discovered is that oftentimes people in this line of work cover up their emotions with alcohol and substance abuse because they don't really know how to handle the things that it is they see. And I don't, from what I've learned, it's not really about them not being able to handle the things that they see, but it's them not being sure about how to handle the emotions that come as a result of the things that they see. They don't know how to walk through them, walk through those emotions. I'm more of the mindset that by walking through them, I'm better equipped and more able to navigate them the more intense they get. So when something big does happen, I don't crumble, right? I don't shy away from it. I've got people relying on me and I can't let them down, right? And I know you guys have people relying on you too, not just the people that you serve in your communities, but your families, right? your top priority. The podcast helps me be ready for those things that would try to cause disruption because I spend a good portion of each week researching something relative to the job on and off duty. And it helps me better prepare in my own life. And so I share that with all of you. Now, professionally, the people that I've been able to meet through this endeavor has really been an incredible blessing to my life. I've gotten to meet some super cool people and have some really great quality conversations with incredible leaders, uh, entrepreneurs, authors, and other podcast hosts, such as let's, let's, I'm not trying to like name drop here. I just want you guys to know that once you start um, doing something, actively pursuing something, you start pulling resources and looking into different things that you can uh, contribute to your audience. And so as I'm doing that, I get put in contact with different people who are kind of doing the same thing. So, um, some examples of this are, uh, Nikki and Brie Bella, who are local Arizona natives and incredible entrepreneurs. This past year, they just launched their new podcast. And I think it debuted number one week one, of course, those, those girls are amazing. Um, but it was cool to meet them. I got to hang out with Jocko Willink and Leif Babin and his, and their team at Echelon Front for a few days and rolled jujitsu with them. Um, I'm not, you've heard me mention uh, Jocko and Leif, their, their book, Extreme Ownership. And I actually have a link to it. I'll provide that in the show notes. But that book is pretty incredible. And uh, it really helped reinforce a lot of what I'm doing here with Ignited. So to meet those guys, talk with them one-on-one, -on -one, and um, get physical with them even <laughs> was pretty cool. Pretty cool experience. I got to practice the proximity principle 
with Ken Coleman, who was the host of the Entree Leadership Podcast and is a part of Ramsey Solutions, if any of you are familiar with Dave Ramsey and his team. Um, so Ken Coleman was the host of that podcast, and he wrote literally wrote the book on the proximity principle, which is kind of what I mentioned a bit earlier, uh, talking about um, the professional impact this has had. So once you start diving into something, really diving into it and really putting in your all, you find yourself among this sphere of people who are also on similar courses, right? And you all become, or you all come within each other's proximity. And what Ken talks about in his book is that by purposefully putting yourself within somebody's proximity, you help align yourself with that momentum. Um, it's not really like riding coattails. It's, it's, more about networking and meeting the right people to help you achieve the thing that you want to achieve. So it's a pretty cool concept. Um, before Chief Alan Brunacini passed away, I was able to sit down with him and talk more about his perspective on customer service and how we as firefighters should be more concerned with doing the right thing than checking the right box. And so for those of you who might not know who he is, he was the retired Phoenix fire chief who literally wrote the book on fire command and fire department customer service. And so it was incredibly advantageous for me to sit down with him and chat back and forth and just get his perspective on fire command, customer service, and for the complex things that he's been able to construct and come up with, he really boiled it down and made it very simple. You know, just do the right thing. Being a public servant, especially working on the fire department, is more about doing the right thing than checking the right box. So that was really cool. Uh, I've I've really been fortunate to have been able to meet and pick the brains of these incredible people from all walks of life. So that's been really cool. And let's see here. Last question. How have you been holding yourself accountable to your health and fitness goals while all the gyms are closed? and practicing social distancing. So I've got to admit, I really enjoy being able to go to the gym because it provides me a couple of different things. Um, by going to a gym, I can remove myself from home, which helps me get in the workout state of mind rather than thinking about all the little things that I could be doing around my house, right? I've got tons of bookshelves, uh, like seven different video games, consoles that could distract me, not to mention all the little projects that I've got going on. So for me, leaving the house and going to a gym helps me dedicate that time to that thing. It helps me time block. It also provides me with specialized equipment to get a quality workout with, and it gives me a way to spend time with the people that I care about. But now, as I'm sure you've all experienced, that option wasn't available to me for several weeks. So I had to get creative with things. I don't have a home gym or anything like that. So my option was to do body weight exercises and I could either do them in my backyard or at a park. And again, like I like the idea of going somewhere like the park because it helps me get in the right frame of mind and remove myself from distraction. Fortunately, I've got a great arsenal of body weight Tabata workouts that I've created and shared with students of mine that I was able to incorporate into my daily workouts. Uh, I teach fitness and conditioning for firefighters at the local college. So anyone who's trying to get a job or trying to get hired on with a department 
they can take the class and it actually counts toward their associates. And I think it's a prerequisite for the firefighter one and two certification. So when, if they want to get in shape, learn how to build workouts and get in the right physical condition for being a firefighter, they take the class, they come to me and I whip them into shape. But health and fitness is a non-negotiable with me. My rule is that I will work out at least four times a week, at least four times a week. Typically, I work out about six times a week, but having that minimum standard helps keep me accountable. And while on duty, I'm sure to take advantage of the weight room at my station. I can get a pretty quality workout in there for the two days that I'm on duty, which has been super nice. Thank you guys so much for humoring me in this Ask Me Anything episode. It's been really fun seeing the questions you have. And it's gotten me to think about some things that I might not have thought about for a while. So thank you guys. Thanks to all those who submitted questions. I appreciate your willingness to be interactive and submit them. Like I said, I'm very humbled by the reception that I've gotten from you all. And I appreciate the opportunity to keep driving forward in this quest to become the firefighter that I'd want on my crew. It's always interesting to hear how other people view and approach things. So I appreciate your willingness to listen to my perspective. My goal is to maintain the standard where I would want me showing up to my emergency. And I don't say that out of ego. I say that out of confidence in my ability, humility, and appreciation that I get to do this job. It's the best job in the world, and I want to do it to the best of my ability. I've got a special announcement, you guys. Registration opens today for the Ignited Recruit Academy. This is a six-week program that I've lined out that will help any of you who are currently looking to get hired on with a fire department. So during this six weeks, I'll offer personal instruction in a group setting with the other members of the cohort. We'll have weekly assignments that will guide you to the proper mindset that you need to be to push through and stand out in a good way. We're also going to be having a reading assignment with corresponding questions to make sure that you're in the right mental frame of mind to earn a career in the fire service. Once you sign up for the Ignited Recruit Academy, you'll get lifetime access to the private Facebook group created exclusively for members of the program. It's important for you to be able to contribute because I want you to be able to share your experiences in testing and getting hired to help those who wish to follow in your footsteps. And as an added bonus, you'll get my 28-day ignition workout program for free. We'll be incorporating it starting week three, so you'll have two weeks to read it over and get familiar with it. And I built this program because when I was trying to get hired, I had no resources. I had no one that I could go to for advice or for help. In my efforts to help light the spark, stoke the flame, and pass the torch, I created this program to pass the torch to you. This investment will give you the tools and mindset that you need in order to get the dream job you're working toward. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, please sign up. Like I said, registration is open today. I'll put links everywhere. So just go to the bio, go to the Facebook page, Instagram, it'll be everywhere. And if you're looking for some Ignited gear, visit the online shop at www.ignitedff.com shop and take a look at the shirts and the hats that are up for sale. You can also find links in my Facebook or Instagram bio, and I'll put a link in the show notes as well. As always, thank you for listening to the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. Please subscribe and share these episodes with someone you think should hear them. 
As we delve deeper into these topics, we can come together and help each other learn and grow. Remember, I'm most active on Facebook and Instagram. I'm also on Twitter at IgnitedFF. Please feel free to shoot me a message and ask any question you like. Send me some feedback, guys. Please do it. I'm building this community for us. And one way you can become more directly involved is to join the Ignited Firefighter Podcast community on Facebook. This is where we as firefighters and EMS professionals can come together and dive deeper into the topics discussed on the show. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited.